Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome back to Travel Market Life for our second season of Hotelier's Voice with me, Ryan Haynes. Today, we're going to be looking at digitalizing the guest journey with Vibhu Gand, the Chief Information Officer for RBH Management, which is one of the UK's leading independent hotel management companies with a portfolio of more than 45 hotels from full service country hotels to city center properties. With an expert team of over 80 hotel specialists, since 1997, RBH helps to maximize return for hotel owners as well as builds and develops new properties. Partnerships include some of the most prestigious international hotel brands like Hilton Hotels and Resorts, IHG, Accor, Wyndham Worldwide and Marriott International. In our conversation today, we're going to be exploring the importance of developing the, and digitalizing the guest journey deciding on the best approach to a staffless check-in and how to best manage your team um, and resource your operations differently. Vibhu, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, it's so, I mean, over the last couple of years, we've, we've seen so many changes. And as we look at digitalizing the guest journey, what were some of the key operational factors that were necessary for your hotels? Good morning, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me on the show. So we have been through a couple of very drastic years that has changed the, the guest journey drastically. It's, it's kind of been both forced upon us and, uh, and, and it was needed as well. So a lot of the solutions that we have adopted and deployed in our hotels, they already were in existence across the structure and across the environment. We just had to fast track the deployment of those technological advancements as COVID brought across a big change in how we interact with our guests and how do we actually deliver our services. So the key operational challenge we had during the last couple of years, and especially for the corner hotel that we opened in London, is that we needed to make the contact with the guests more meaningful, make it more non-transactional. And what I mean by that is, is to take away the entire looking down at the keyboard and doing the check-in process, uh, taking away the fact that you're looking at a point of sale till instead of looking at the guest and make the guest experience more unique, make, make it more wholesome. And that's where technology has really played a big part. So the operational cha changes have really been catered towards making the guest experience as interactive as possible and take away the transactional stuff. So you put in staffless check-in environments, we put in digital dining across the portfolio and we've trialed that in, a, in a, a more advanced phase at some of our hotels as well. And that's that was the, the key identifier in kind of making sure what do we need to overcome the operational challenges, especially with, with the staffing changes, with the staffing bottleneck that we have at the hotels. And, and those things. 
I was going to say, you know, how much of it was influenced by your uh, internal challenge that the hospitality industry has um, around uh, staffing versus how much is it down to this expectation of the guests. Um, but then I guess there's also these factors that because of the pandemic, the lockdown, the the, the real drive to, to move people to digital platforms to make their orders and their bookings or their purchases, that that must have co- also caused um, an impact on you needing to address these uh, operational changes. Yeah, absolutely right. It, it's, it goes hand in hand. Uh, some things are forced upon us and some things we adopt by choice. So a lot of this, a lot of the journey that we have kind of taken in the last few years, uh, it was always in the roadmap. It was always planned for because they, it was something that, that hotels and hospitality industry wanted to do. But as an industry, we are we are guilty of being behind the curve when it comes to technology. And I say this across the industry. If you look at uh, what the airlines have managed to do, what the retail sector, especially the supermarkets, have managed to do, hotel, hotels and hoteliers have always always been a step behind that curve because we are a very people-based service industry, and that's what's kind of changed in the last two years. Uh, keeping staff, staff retention, looking at payroll costs, looking at how do we do more with this with the with this with the staff we have and with our colleagues at the hotels. And that's what's kind of propelled this journey even further. I mean, uh, as you say, you know, there's been so many factors that have driven that and uh, the huge adoption of smartphones um, and, and the way we use those across the whole of society. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter about generation anymore. Um, everybody nearly has a mobile phone with them. Um, but what, what, what factors when it came to the guest journey and the guest experience uh, were really poignant uh, to ensure that you were delivering the, the best you could to the guests and, and, and meet their expectations? The main factor was was probably the contactless check-in journey. The contactless check-in journey was was it, all the surveys, all the feedback we are getting, especially from a corporate traveler, which is coming back into the industry. It all, it all kind of pointed towards having a solution that allows for contactless mobile guest check-in. So at the time of your reservation at the time of your booking, you have the ability to check in for your stay as well, if it's within 72 hours, or, or, prior, or prior to arrival, 24, 72 hours prior to arrival, you have the option of doing the entire check-in process online, uh, have a digital check-in done so that it is direct to room service at the hotel. For the corporate sector, that's a, that's a great selling point. That is a great feedback that we have received on how well it's being adopted as well. So that was poignant in making our decisions on how do we drive that experience. I mean, as you say, you know, if you're looking at sort of just other aspects um, or sectors within the travel industry, we've seen um, especially airline advance so much when it comes to mobile and the mobile experience that it's only natural that hotels should follow after. And um, do you think there has been um, a little bit of um, an internal tug of war for hotels? Um, And certainly I've had a few conversations with hoteliers who've been incredibly nervous about sort of introducing these digital or contactless uh, ways of engaging with the guests because they feel it takes away that from that service element that it's a people business and people do business with people uh, when it comes to service industry is this just it's just just a, a big mountain that the industry is putting in front of themselves um and and actually that it's a, a, a misguided perspective here 
it cuts both ways, right? Uh, you have the leisure crest who would love to do an in-person check-in, get to know the area, get to know the facilities at the hotel, get to know what kind of service levels to be expected. So that's the leisure market. That's a leisure clientele. And there's certain there's, there's a part of our portfolio where uh, staffless check-in would never be considered, would not be adopted, would not be thought about. But city center, corporate hotels, Monday to Thursday business, who really have done a day's work already, have already traveled to the hotel for work basis or for corporate travel, uh, they do not want that interaction. They want to be away from that uh, that kind of conversation piece. They want to be direct to bedroom. So it's a, it's a two-pronged approach. So where we have a large percentage of leisure guests, we need that in-person touch. Of course we do. We need to be able to give service. As you rightly say, people like to have those conversations, especially in a leisure environment. But for the corporate sector, that's where we are really targeting these solutions. Right, as you say, because you know you're working with you know as this portfolio of hotels that are both a mix of the full service country properties and a city centre. So you're seeing really both sides of the tail, both from the leisure and the corporate, but also from how they're located and and the, the level of service expectation there. So when you were deciding on your approach to the staffless check-in um, in your in in the hotel in London, um, what were some of the key considerations, particularly for the brand of the hotel? itself uh, when 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 um, providing that to guests so this was a pilot hotel that we have put in a really advanced PMS with a full-fledged staffless check-in solution uh, integrated payment solutions integrated door locking solution end-to-end integration and and this hotel by the nature of its location is targeted towards the corporate sector Monday to Thursday and on, on, on the weekends, it started towards the leisure market or the, or the city break sector. And it was a perfect mix of both those worlds where we could have an entirely staffless check-in experience. The hotel does not have a traditional reception desk at all. It is all delivered via the kiosks. And to balance your point there, it has lobby, uh, lobby ambassadors present in the lobby area make the check-in experience more meaningful, to go and have that conversation with Ryan while he's checking in. So the transaction is still happening at the kiosk, but Ryan is being engaged at that level to say, what are you doing in the city? How can I help you? What can what tips I have for you? What is good in the area? What are the good restaurants and services that you must touch? But those were those were kind of our, our, our key, key considerations there, to your point was to understand what does the brand need and what does the market mix need for that hotel and that's what's got our pilots going and the adoption rates extremely successful and that's that's what we would want to carry on with so really understand who your guest is, what their expectations are, how you can provide that digital experience, but then also supplement that by that in-person connection there um, in the lobby. Um, and you know, I guess I guess that was really my next question is, is the impact that the digital check-in has had on your operations. And it sounds to me that it's, it's the fact that you've actually been able to give that more personal touch that your staff... Uh, I guess they must feel empowered as well, rather than go passport, please, address, please, yeah. ID, please. They're, they're actually having meaningful conversations about why are you here? And 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 and, and that must lighten the mood a little bit more at the Absolutely. same time. No, and, and Ryan, that's, that's crucial, right? You've taken away the transactional part of the interaction and used technology to 
enable a quick experience for the transaction. But what you have done is you've interacted with the guest at a more meaningful level. So it's not about how do I get the check-in done. It's about how do I service the guest to make them feel welcome, to give them that unique experience, to give them that personal touch. And that's the differentiator here. So we supplement our, you know, the, the good old debate, what do you lose out in this? My personal viewpoint is you don't actually lose out on much, but you gain a lot. You gain a lot when it comes to giving that really meaningful service and taking away the hardship of doing the transactional check-in. I mean, you know, as you say, um, there, there has been this, this new tech process that, that the guest is obviously um, seeing uh, the impact of, of that as well. But how has that enabled you to think differently about staffing and resourcing, um, particularly now that it's implemented? Um, how, how are you sort of managing that in a, in a slightly different way than you were previously? OK, so uh, probably a two part answer there. So the first decision at this hotel was to actually not have a traditional reception desk. What that allows you to do is have really a real amount of the staffing at the hotel is, is truly kind of based around customer service. So you don't have a receptionist, a typical receptionist stood behind a reception desk. And what you, what you can do is you can use the same, same staffing level across the hotel to do your F&B service, to do your lobby ambassador roles, to help out in the, in the restaurant area, whichever it might be. And suddenly you're open to, open to a level of staffing where everybody's trained in all facets of guest service. And customer service truly becomes a synergy across the hotel because you can speak to any member of staff about the F&B offering, about the check-in process, about, about the services that are available in the bar or in the other, any other part of the hotel. And that, that's what it's enabled us to do. We are enabled to hire uh, from a pool of, of, of staff that are multiverse across all hotel operations. And that's what makes the whole process a lot easier because you're not focused on the transaction. Does that mean that you have to have staff now that are perhaps more multi-skills, that they're more aware of how different areas of the uh, property work, um, the function, the role? And I guess that must have to give away either to you finding more experienced staff or doing a lot more training uh, to, to make sure that you continually deliver that experience in all aspects of the property. I think training is a key part there. Training them on how to how to step away from what they have done previously in the hotel sector or in the retail sector and being focused on the customer service part more rather than just the process of what you're doing with the guests as part of the transaction. So the training is crucial. Our, our learning and development team has focused on that, have made a more aware choices when it comes to recruiting. And I think it's a different skill set. So it kind of opens up the window for us to not just look for hotel experienced uh, staff. When we look at our, our colleagues at the hotels, when we when we out for search for them, this allows us to bring in those shining stars who have probably not worked in hotels before, but are great at customer service, are great at delivery of, of, that, of that unique experience. And that's what it opens the doors to. 
I mean, that that sounds, you know, as you say, that there's a, there's a shift going to be happening really within the hospitality sector as we start to recruit from um, other industries. And as you say, we we've seen so many of our of our, of our peers sort of certainly transition to other careers and other industries over the last couple of years that we need to be bringing people in from these other sectors. So it's a big change, I guess, culturally within the hotel. Um, what I sort of what advice would you give, or what processes did you take to really um, include the team with these changes and prepare them for these changes and and really to continually manage and, and evolve that that culture for this new way of operating uh, it was a really back to basics approach I'll be honest Ryan it was it was kind of changing what we have grown up uh, doing as a company as an organization as hoteliers as hotel operators it's changing that viewpoint that get away from the transaction, get away from the nitty-gritty of what you need to do to check the guest in. Yes, that's very crucial. Yes, that's very important. But let technology assist or take away the large chunk of that and we go towards true customer service and guest service. And without repeating that point, that has been the big cultural shift. And But for that, we were very lucky at the corner hotel specifically, we got a window of about six weeks where the hotel was actually shut for a complete refurb. And that allowed us to retrain, to take a break from doing what we have always done, what has always been done, to take a true break from it and come back as a new concept, come back as a new hotel. At our other hotels where we have deployed it, we have actually taken a section of the of the users and of the hotel colleagues that are more service-based and actually make them our lobby ambassadors. So they can have that conversation, have that meaningful touch point with the guest. And that's that's a change. It's a cultural shift to go away from your traditional reception desk and more towards an open lobby concept that allows for, you know, it's 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 more of a hub, more of a mingling area with the guests, interacting them in a more kind of day-to-day basis, a more casual manner, and that's what opens things up. And I mean, would you recommend that for other properties to take a break, take a week, take two weeks, close the hotel, bring the team together and and, and really start them to think differently about the hotel? That was just true luck. I'll be honest. (laughs) That was just true luck that we did the project at a time when the hotel was going through a rebrand, going through a refresh. And it was just uh, the timing just worked for us. would it be would it be too much of uh, utopian thinking to say let's shut down the hotel and do these projects? Absolutely, it would. Uh, but commercially, it's just not possible. You know, hoteliers and hotels need to make profit. We are in the business of providing guest services and making money as well. And uh, to do both of those things at the same time, you just need to look at your staffing levels, look at how you adopt technology and when do you adopt technology. So we have kind of paused all deployments over the Christmas period because it's just, it's very, very, uh, very, very difficult time for the hotels when it comes to staffing. And we are going to kind of relook at launching these projects mid-January. So it's a case of understanding what your hotel needs what is the right timing? What skill set do you have at the hotels and how do you deploy it? So really being conscious, as you say, of that timing, of the pressures that your staff are under at that point. Because you know, say if you're going to train them, you want them to walk away and utilize that knowledge and those new skills rather than just forget them and return to their old processes. And 
you know, you you just mentioned there that you just put some pause over the uh, over the holiday seasons when it comes to um, deploying new technologies, and you mentioned earlier about taking that integrated approach really to your technology systems, and um, you mentioned a few of the different sort of applications that you're using. But love you to talk us through a bit more detail. Uh, what does your sort of tech stack look like? Um, uh, what are your sort of systems that you generally use, or, or you're sort of exploring much more within your hotel sets? So uh, the last couple of years have truly evolved us towards the digitized journey. So all of our decisions are with guests first, uh, with how do we make the guest journey more digitized? How do we give a complete 360 service when it comes to the hotels and our guests as well? And it's a combination of, especially the new generation technology that is coming out, the new European property management systems that are being built ground up uh, that are native cloud and those technologies are really easy to adopt gone are the days when you need a three-week training plan to put in a property management system. You can, you know, the new generation property management systems, you can get them up and running in a couple of days, literally with a three, four day training plan, because they are a lot more intuitive. They are a lot more easy to use, a lot more, a lot more user-friendly. And that's what we look at. We look at, when we when it comes to systems, we look at adoption first, uh, complete amendment into the business. And we look at system loyalty, we look at the user base, and we see which systems are really ready for change because you can't really change your tech stack overnight across various things with that we do. But it's a case of just balancing out what really makes a difference across hotels. And when it comes to selection, on your question around selection, when it comes to selection, selecting the tech stack that we use, we have completely changed our approach and we have we are now very Microsoft heavy. We've got a lot of our tech stack that uses the Microsoft Azure world, the Office 365 environment, and those things make adoption a lot seamless. There's a lot less uh, footprint. We are really built towards sustainability now. So we like to do business with companies who are thinking about sustainability, are thinking of the environment, and that's that's a big part of choosing our tech stack. And uh, do you do your research first? You tend to sort of contact these tech partners or, or is it more that you are, um, are aware of, of some of the key players that you're particularly interested in? And, and you turn to those guys um, every time you're looking at uh, a new, new piece of technology or um, uh, overhauling a tech stack within one of your properties. It's a combination of two. Over, over the years, you obviously build up a, a Rolodex of your trusted suppliers and trusted vendors where you have used it in the past. But it's a, it's, it's, the timing is such that you are looking at the new players, the new entrants into the technology market as well, who are bringing them with, with them a very fresh approach to de delivering solutions. They are a lot more a lot more agile when it comes to their product delivery, when it comes to their product changes. And it's a combination of two. It's a combination of knowing what's happening in the market. We have got some really good contacts at RBH. We know how to utilize that experience and, and utilize what we know in the experience of the market as well. Because we are multi-brand and we are uh, unbranded hotels as well as part of our portfolio, we are, we are one of those lucky companies that gets to see the entire the entire kind of narrative, what's happening in the technology world and having the ability to learn from the best and achieve, achieve our results. 
So for each property, you'll be looking at sort of systems that are going to be appropriate for that particular property, um, rather than just um, having um, a specific system that you work with. It, it is customized to each of the hotels that you work with. We wouldn't customize to the level of every hotel, but if we know the the market mix and the sector and a certain specific, a specific system is better suited for the leisure market, we would use that for our leisure-based hotels. But for our corporate solutions, we look at a different solution that works better in the corporate market. So we look at the market mix of the hotel, we look at the location of the hotel. While we love to standardize to a certain degree, the benefit of being white labeled is we have the ability to be flexible and we have a, the ability to have a, a centralized approach while being localized to the hotel as well. And that sounds like that's really important, particularly, as you say, there are stark differences of the guest experience um, from the full service country hotels to the city centre properties that you work with in, in, within your uh, portfolio mix. Uh, Vibhu, thank you very much indeed for taking the time to talk to us today um, about your tech stack and how you digitalise the guest journey. It's been really interesting to, to learn how you went about doing that and the benefits that you've already seen. Brian, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, well, that was Philip Bugand, uh, who is the Chief Information Officer at RBH Management. They have over 45 hotels in the UK, and he was talking us through the digitalizing the guest journey. Check out more of our episodes for our Season 2 Hotelier's Voice within our podcast directory, Travel Market Life. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.